Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lesson that most people learn from a very young age is things aren't always what they seem. For example, when a child sees a scary silhouette in their bedroom at night and they think it's a monster... Yet, it's revealed to be nothing more than a pile of toys or clothes in the corner of their room once the lights are turned on. Now the lesson can be switched around as well, as a person who seems kind may have bad intentions. That's why we learn to never talk to strangers. Things aren't always what they seem is a very easy concept to grasp once you understand it. But the problem is, it gets very difficult in the real world. Because if it's meant to deceive you, then it often will. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. I think it's working this time. It appears to be. I, th- I think it is. We got cut off last episode, so I hope you guys can hear us. <laughs> there were some technical difficulties. There were some technical difficulties, yeah, that's for sure. Our show got hijacked, if you could call it that, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. That jackal. I know, right? He's got us. He, he took the show and he he just made it his own yesterday. Or yes, last week. Last there we week. Go. I almost said yesterday. <laughs> Definitely wasn't yesterday. Feels like it might have been yesterday. Mm-hmm. Touche, touche. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys have gone check checking out, gone and checking out, gone and checked out his show because Careful. it's it's been doing pretty good, actually. So yeah. So thank you for those who are checking it out. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you should go check it out because it's cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last week was a total glimpse of what it is, and it's pretty cool. It's a good show. It is. Um, you sound like shit. I know. I'm trying. I'm like, <laughs> maybe people won't notice. I have a, well, I'm, I've had a cold for going on two weeks now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my voice is a little, it's, my voice always gets very affected when I, any sickness. So, yeah. Get which, down with the sickness, which is a little bit of a problem when, uh, you need your voice for a podcast. Yeah. When you're a professional podcaster. So, so, so heal the fuck up. Yeah. But Ben's presenting again today. So, yeah. I'll just be doing, uh, my reactions to whatever the shit he has going on over there. <laughs> Your reactions to whatever the shit I've got going on over here. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Well, at least you got tea. Yeah, I do. You got tea for the, the morning. You got wine for the evening. <laughs> I think you said. Yeah. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. No, it kind of, it wasn't the best of timing because I was away. Um, I had some work out of town in the Okanagan, but uh, you got it. You just make do. 
You make do. But I never did any wine touring when I was there. because Which what, was malarkey. It is. But also when you're not feeling like 100%, like you don't really want to go taste wine, I feel like. I was like, my taste buds are going to be off. I'll just save it for next time. That is the first time <laughs> I've ever heard you say you don't want any wine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it was busy too because I was visiting a lot of family. Like I barely even drank an ounce down there. Wow. Like if I, I was visiting my family, I'd be drinking nonstop. I think I maybe had two <laughs> drinks. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your grandma's got to do better. She's got to force you more booze. Well, yeah. And it was even drinks that I had bought. <laughs> wow. That's kind so. of sad. You got, you got to, uh, you got to bring the juice. She offered. She offered. So. Well, that, that's good. Yeah. She's trying to liquor you up. That's good. Yeah. I like your grandma. I know. My grandma is actually freaking awesome. She's the best. <laughs> grandmas for some reason just like are awesome they just don't give a fuck anymore and they just do what they want and they're just like yeah i'm gonna look after you and i'm gonna make sure your your life is cool Mm -hmm. and then send you home yeah (laughs) that's pretty much how that goes yeah grandmas are awesome (laughs) um what else is awesome we have some awesome people to thank don't we we do over on patreon Woo! but we're gonna thank you here because you're that awesome Mm -hmm. so this past week we have item looked at the names yet i just realized i probably oh, tried to pronounce your guys you didn't name practice prior to. um we have lexus costa dawson zaya and john the blue johnny blue johnny blue johnny blue johnny blue johnny blue or johnny johnny blue or johnny blue i think it's going to be johnny blue okay awesome yeah so those three just signed up for patreon over over there, they get into behind the scenes stuff. They mm-hmm. get an extra episode at the end of the month, a lot of behind the scenes. Which is coming up, actually, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we got a big trip that we're going to be doing here down to Vancouver Island for a family member's wedding. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go make sure that we actually uh, do a bit of vlogging, get some of that up. So And actually maybe vacation a little bit, too. Yes, that, too. <laughs> that, too. Um, also, we've got um, something really cool coming up in July. We are going to be doing a trivia night here at a local brewery in prince george if you're if you're local pay attention because that's coming up soon this can be a deadfall and um we are going to try and see if we can live stream it for our patrons so you guys can also join in over on patreon for that as well when that occurs yeah i think that's gonna be fun really fun for it although that reminds me i gotta get uh researching some questions still i've got a bunch you do have a bunch yeah we need more yeah i can try to help with that too yeah, since you can't be talking a whole bunch, maybe you could be researching a whole bunch. Hey, okay? <laughs> hey, it's getting better. This isn't too bad. Touche. It was much worse. Yeah, much you, worse. You are on the downhill. Yeah, or the uphill. I what would it, say the uphill. Yeah, because downhill you're getting worse, but downhill also you're coasting and it goes goes easy. Uphill is hard work, but uphill like oh. sounds more positive. Which way would it be? I don't even know. Which way would be like? I, I can't. I have no I, maybe idea. Maybe the downhill then. I don't even know. I would say downhill because it's like you're going up the hill, you're putting in all the work and then it's like, oh, I'm finally getting over this cold. Over the hump. Over the sickness. Like, you know, you're getting yeah. over the cold and then it's the downhill. So okay. I, I think it's the downhill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it did sound worse. It sounded more negative. Yeah. Because shit's going downhill. So what <laughs> the fuck? English oh sucks, man. Oh my gosh. Okay. This aside, <laughs> let's, let's get on with the case today, shall we? Mm-hmm. Well, this one takes place on Sunday in February of 2002. Mm. It was February 17th, to be more specific. Sunday. Yes, okay. Sunday, yeah. 
So it begins with a father and a son in Phoenix City, Alabama, who are having a normal Sunday evening at home. Now, the father is Forrest Boyer, a.k.a. Butch. Everyone called him Butch, so that's what we're going to be calling him. So Butch was helping his son get ready for school on Monday. Now, the weekend was coming, you know, it was the end of the new, or sorry, the start of the new school week, um, which meant ensuring all, you know, necessary schoolwork and homework is being completed. You know, the weekend mindset needs to be set aside for the next five days for 12-year-old Brett. The Sunday evening grind, hey? Exactly. Making sure you're <laughs> all set, you're all ready to go for the week ahead. Um, Brett was, he was a bit of a rambunctious boy, but certainly a good kid. Uh, he was liked by many of his classmates and even had a girlfriend who he shared some dances with at the school Valentine's Day dance just a few nights prior. Wow. Right? Go Brett. <laughs> Um, so this evening, it was beginning to get late, and it was just before 10 p.m. Brett was just getting ready to take a shower before heading to bed for the night. And his dad, Butch, who has now finished helping with his son, was just sitting down at the kitchen table to do some paperwork for his business. So Butch, he was a 55-year-old man and had a business as a used car salesman, where he dealt in selling and purchasing many vehicles. So often he'd be doing many title work paper paperwork and stuff at the table at night, making sure that everything he was doing day, he's catching up at night, mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, everything that was coming and going off his lot is being looked after and taken care of properly. Right on. So Butch was an extremely hardworking individual. He was a single father and he really took both roles, both as an entrepreneur and as a father, extremely seriously. He made sure that his son had a good life. He looked after his kid and the same with his business. I like him. He sounds awesome. Butch is awesome. I yeah. like Butch. Butch, <laughs> Butch, is, uh, Butch is good. Everything was good for Butch and Brett. Everything was normal in their house. It was just another weekend, just another Sunday winding down, just another week was about to start. That is, until a knock came at their front door. Butch was a bit confused when he first heard it. It was 10 p.m. after all. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't exactly expecting anyone. Shit. I, that, oh, I don't think I would answer. Well, I, I was kind of thinking of that too. Um, but by the sounds of it, I don't think they lived in like a very like troubled neighborhood or anything. Still, I'd be like scared shitless. But yeah. if you were home, actually, I would, I would probably answer it. I, I would probably answer it as well if I'm being 100% honest. Yeah. Um, but I would probably answer it ready for something because there yeah. have been times where I've answered, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm starting to sound like you. <laughs> uh, there's been times where I've answered the door um, to like, oh, who's that? Why would the door be like, why would there be someone at the door right now? Yeah. It's getting late or whatever. And I've answered the door knowing, okay, where's like the nearest weapon I can grab mm -hmm. where something, my fist is like cocked in my pocket or my hand is in my pocket, on my pocket knife, like things like that, just ready just in case, right? See, but I certainly would probably answer it. Numerous. I remember, I can recall actually, like, especially with you, if you were at work or something, I would not answer. No? There would be times where if I was not expecting someone and the door well rang or whatever. No. That's probably a good practice. I know, which kind of makes me sound like a complete biatch, but also it's just like, well, I'm not expecting you. <laughs> Exactly. I, I think that's kind of where like doorbell cams and stuff come in. Yeah. Have, like intercom systems and shit. You can be like, what do you want? And they're yeah. like, oh, we're here to talk to you about our Lord and Savior. Mm. And it's like, uh, please no, or whatever the case. Or it's like, oh, my car broke down. Or it's like, 
hey, haven't seen you since high school. I wanted to catch up. Fuck off. That sort of thing, you know? <laughs> there could be many reasons, but also all those reasons you just listed, I I don't feel like I'd probably want to open the door for them. So <laughs> Exactly. The intercom system, those doorbell cams definitely make a difference. Um, this instance, though, even against uh, Butch thinking he probably shouldn't open the door, he did. So he stood up from the table, made his way to answer to see who was there. And when he opened the door, he was surprised when he was greeted by an officer. Oh, okay. And more specifically, this was a narcotics officer. So the officer showed him his badge and informed Butch that he had a warrant for his immediate arrest related to drug possession. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. You sound stunned. Well, a little bit, yeah. I actually, ne that never occurred to me that it could be like a police officer. And then yep. here I'm just ignoring the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure if you looked out the window or, or doorbell cam or something, then you would be like, oh, officer, yeah, I'll probably open up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Butch, yeah, he was like, oh, shit, there's an officer. And he was even more like, oh, shit, taken aback and stunned when he was told there's a warrant for his arrest. Well, He's yeah. being arrested. Um, he didn't really know how to react, honestly. Um, it was all happening so fast. Um, before he knew it, he's in handcuffs and he's being walked outside. Um, so Butch quickly regained his composure and began trying to reason with the officer. He's like, this must be a mistake. You must have the wrong person. I don't have any sort of drugs on me in my house. I don't even do drugs. He's like this. There's a mistake here somewhere. So he assured the officer repeatedly, but it just fell on deaf ears. Oh, no. And I mean, to be honest, I don't think any officer would really listen to a culprit saying, oh, I'm innocent. It wasn't me. You got the wrong guy. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that is true. I think they hear that over and over again. So. But that's scary for him because his son's inside. Well, exactly. So as Butch was being led out to an unmarked white Ford Crown Victoria, which is like the standard police cruiser type mm -hmm. uh, make and model. Um. That which was parked in his driveway, he told the officer who was leading him, he's like, I've got my 12 year old son inside and he's alone. Like, what, what, sh what should we do? Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't be just like arrested and leave my son alone. Yeah. That's it. That's probably like another crime. <laughs> yeah. No well, kidding. maybe 12, um, maybe not at 12. Yeah. Um, so Butch was still handcuffed and put into the back of the vehicle where he sat with another officer inside the car. And then the original officer returned to the house and then walked back out with Butch's son as well who is now also handcuffed. What? Yes. And he was led over to the car, just like his dad, and put in the back seat next to him. A 12-year-old boy? Yes. Okay. That doesn't seem quite right, but I'm not sure. Okay. What well, the hell did the 12-year-old boy do? Arrested for drugs as well? Maybe. Okay. Hmm. I don't want to get too far ahead here and just start spilling all the details. No, no. Okay, yeah. No, we'll keep listening. Well, the two are now sitting side by side, um, father and son handcuffed in the back of the car, and the officers drove out of the driveway and headed to the police station. It wasn't long, though, that Butch knew something wasn't right. At first, he thought he was mis just mistaken identity, and it would get all sorted out shortly when he arrived at the station. But when they drove right past oh. the Phoenix City Police Department, Butch's stomach turned in knots. It was at that moment he knew that these two men we're not police officers. Shit. Okay. That was like at the back of my mind, but I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. What did I say in the intro? Things are not always what oh, they seem. Oh, right. Okay. This is freaking <clears throat> terrifying. Yes. 
Holy shit. See that okay, when people like are faking faking i don't know impersonating yes there you go to be someone else like especially like a police officer that is terrifying yeah well that's why it's a federal offense oh my gosh okay yikes so instead of heading to the police station these two men drove butch and his son to an area where a four-lane highway highway 431 to be specific was being constructed it was isolated and it was dark butch was hauled out of the car and the two men began brandishing a knife and threatening both him and his son saying that they want money more specifically $100,000 in cash that they said they knew he had seriously yes okay did he actually have that kind of money again oh we'll get to that okay (laughs) butch was in shock at first he tried to deny the claim of any sort of money but as soon as the men pressed and insisted on it butch gave in he told them he had a safe at home with all the money in it and he'd let them have it all if he just didn't get hurt along with his son so don't hurt us i'll give you all the money i have it's at home like that's that's where it's located. Just don't hurt us, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like his son's life and his own life is worth more. Exactly. So the man agreed, and Butch told them exactly where the safe was in his house. So the men loaded Butch back up in the car, and they drove right back to his house. Once at home, Butch gave them the access to the safe, or which, by the sounds of it, was more just like a a little box. Okay. Um, in his bedroom closet, where inside he had. Over $47,000 in cash. Oh, no. Yes. Which he probably worked so hard to get. Yes. Oh. This wasn't enough, though. They were after $100,000 that they knew he had. So they began to search the house. And despite Butch reassuring them that's all he had, they kept searching. He was right, though. That's all the money he had. But the two men did find something else of interest during their search. A 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver, which they took with them. How the shit, why do they, like, do they think that they, he has all this money and like, how do they even know who he is and all the, oh my god. Well, there's definitely reasons. There's definitely, uh, they have knowledge for a reason. Let's put it that way, which we will get into. So oh, don't worry okay. about that. It's not one of your unsolved. It's not one of my <laughs> unsolved, no. <laughs> So we will get exactly into why they are after this specific $100,000. Okay. So after they've loaded Butch back up into the car, after collecting the money from his house with his son, they drove off once again, ending up right back to where they were with the construction of that highway in progress. So think of it this way, kind of a desolated area. I mean, there's kind of another roadway nearby, but there's still like a highway off on this offshoot being constructed equipment no one's around it's middle of the night oh, sort yeah. of thing, right yeah so that's exactly where they're finding themselves and butch found himself walking across the dirt where the highway asphalt was soon going to be laid he was begging the two men please don't hurt my son please don't hurt my son that's the main thing he's after he's just like don't hurt my fucking son he's like leave brett alone he was begging them begging them oh my gosh this is just like hurting my heart this is impossible yeah. hey it is. Oh. So Butch knew that they were after money, clearly, because that's what they told him. 
we want this hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So he's like, I in the morning when the bank's open, we can go to the bank. I'll get you more money. He's like, if that's what you want, I'll get you all the money I can get you. Just don't hurt us. Don't hurt my son. But it didn't seem like anything he said was being heard. And Butch knew the men weren't about to listen to him either. He knew it was coming because just ahead of him was a pre-dug hole in the ground. Holy shit. A shallow grave. Okay, it's like $47,000 not enough? Like what the actual? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay, man, can you imagine when he would have saw that hole? Just like. I I don't want to imagine what that feeling would be like, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Especially, especially the fact that you're, you're with your son. Yeah. And because he, they also, oh, okay. I don't know if I should say this, but they also like, weren't going to take the son at first. But then he thought that he was with like police officers and. Oh my gosh, this is okay. Now, t- to play devil's advocate on this one, he probably would have gotten taken anyways. The like, son? Yes, because they were after money, which was in the house. So they would have searched the house and found the son, regardless Touché. of the dad was yeah. speaking up. Touche. Yeah, they did go back and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I believe Brett would have been found either way. Regardless. Yes. Yeah. So as Butch was being led by the men, one of them son- suddenly leaned over with a knife and pressed it right up against the side of his neck and slid the blade across Butch's throat, cutting it wide open. Oh, my gosh. As the man said, that's sharp, isn't it? What the fuck? So Butch now had a gaping wound across his neck. He was bleeding and in severe pain, but he wasn't dying. So the other man grabbed the knife and cut his throat again. Oh. As Butch laid on the ground with his blood now pooling around him, one of the men sat on top of him and told him, quote, go to sleep. Jeez, these guys are freaking awful. Yeah. Wow. Wow. In the background, as Butch was laying on the ground, he could hear his son, Brett, crying oh. and screaming for the men to stop hurting his dad. To which one of the men told him that he needs to be more concerned about himself and not his dad. Wow. Okay. This is just like escalating and. Yeah, you could say that for sure. Man, these guys. Okay. So the man who last cut Butch's throat spoke up and told the other, quote, I've done one. Now you've done one. Or now, sorry, I've done one. Now you do one. Referring to probably providing the killing blow on one. Now you need to provide the killing blow on one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was only moments later that Butch would hear a gunshot as one of the men took the stolen pistol from his home and shot his son, Brett in the head. Wow. Brett fell to the ground, but just like his dad was a fighter and did not die from the first attack. The man who shot him said out loud as a gurgling sound came from the now dying 12 year old boy the little motherfucker doesn't want to die and he proceeded to shoot him two more times in the head to ensure he was dead whoa okay this is unbelievable these fucking people yeah fuck these two guys yeah like they are disgusting oh they are beyond disgusting 
Like, wow. Oh, pee on. Trust me on Oh, that. yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Um, the two men then proceeded to push Brett's lifeless body into the shallow grave that they had dug. They then turned to Butch, who was still breathing. They then slit his throat one oh. final time and then drug his body into the grave as well, laying him on top of his son before they filled the hole wow. with approximately 18 inches of dirt and then drove away. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I am like just shocked here and also really need to know what the fuck's happening. Well, I do want to say this. It was almost the perfect murder. It was the perfect spot. Yeah. Most like mostly because a construction site was in a couple days going to be covered in asphalt oh. sealing these two in a tomb where they would probably never be found or at least not found for a long, a long ass time. time i never even thought of that yeah wow and that's exactly what these two guys were after these two are going to be killed buried covered in asphalt to never be found or at least long after these guys are gone um and they'd get away with it so this was like so premeditated. They were really thinking this oh, through. Oh, definitely premeditated. They pre-dug a grave. Well, yeah, and like thought thought through how they this can be like covered forever kind of thing. Exactly. Um, so they had thought all this through. They knew that they were going to get away with it, and they would have except for one small oversight. Butch wasn't dead. No? No. Three cuts to the neck. They sliced his throat three times and Butch was not dead. Whoa. Okay. Butch is just like incredible. Yeah. Okay. He, for the record, is our badass of the fucking day. Well, yeah. Butch laid on top of his now deceased son and was holding his breath under the piles of dirt as best as he could. All the while pretending to be dead and listening to his attackers as they laid dirt on top of him. Oh my goodness. He could hear them talking. He could hear them laughing and he could hear them finally driving away. And at that moment is when Butch began to dig himself out. What? Yes. Is that even possible? Uh, 16 or sorry, approximately 18 inches of dirt isn't a whole lot. Oh, okay. If they dug a proper grave, he probably would have been screwed. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
immediately once he was out of the grave, he immediately turned to his son, pulled him out as best he could and began doing chest compressions and CPR to try and revive his son. Oh no. Unfortunately, his efforts were in vain. Um, His son was already deceased. Mm -hmm. He wasn't ready to give up though. He did CPR and chest compressions for as long as he possibly could until he couldn't do it anymore and he had to leave to try and find help. After that, he was able to flag down a passing by vehicle on a nearby road and that individual called 911. Russell County Sergeant Daryl Powell was the first to arrive on the scene. Butch was there holding a towel or a shirt, it's hard to really tell, up to his neck that was soaked crimson with his own blood. Holy, how is he even still functioning? Yeah, how is he at all? And there is dash cam footage of this from the sergeant that pulls up on the scene. Really? Yes. Huh. Because I could only imagine how much blood he's losing. Yeah, he would have lost a lot. Yeah. So Sergeant Daryl Powell, over the police radio as he was calling in the incident, has this to say, quote, no bullshit. I've got a man whose throat has been cut saying his son's buried in a grave down there. This is a bad one. And he is right. This is very much so a bad one. Yes. Whoa. I can't believe like how much strength it would take to not only muster up the thought of playing dead, to then dig yourself out of a grave, to then pull your son out of said grave, try and do CPR and then flag down a vehicle and do all these things that Butch is doing with his throat cut. Yeah. Cause he did flag down a vehicle. He had to like walk some sort of a distance as well. Yes. To now, get there. I'm unsure of the distance exactly how far he walked, but I don't think it was too far, but yes, he still would have had to at least go a little ways yeah. to the road, right? So he's had to at least go through a bit of a construction site the next yeah. road over. So, oh. yeah. So both the sergeant and the first responders on the scene tried to usher Bush, Butch to the hospital, respectively. Like your throat's cut three times. Like, you, you need some care. You really need help, yes. But Butch refused to leave, not until he led them to his son to ensure they got to him. Mm, my goodness. Still just like even in that kind of shape, just like his main concern is his son. Yes. And even when he did finally leave or lead them to his son, he still did not want to leave his son's side. Oh. He's like, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm here with my son. I got to stay with my son. Oh my gosh. Finally, he did go to the hospital, but he was only going after one of the officers convinced that he would probably die if he didn't go to the hospital and then the attackers would get away with this without his him being alive for a witness. Okay. So that is the only reason he went to the hospital. The only reason because, yeah, he's like, these guys need to get taken down. Yes. If yeah. it wasn't for that convincing um, argument, he would have just stayed with his son the whole time. Hmm. And then Foregoing also- his own life, probably. Yeah. Wow. So before he did go to the hospital for treatment, though, Butch was able to give police a lot of information regarding the two men. He described the vehicle they were driving. He told them that they had his house key specifically. The gun was going to be in the vehicle, too. To top it all off, Butch said he knew one of the men. He knew one of the men. Yes. Oh. 
But we're going to get into that detail here in a little bit. And they might even be at their his house right now too. If, exactly. Right? If they have the key and stuff. So they have the key. They took his money, which described that. Yeah. And clearly they want more money. So yeah. police thought the exact same thing. They're probably back at Butch's house right fucking now. Well, yeah, because in their mind, both of these guys are dead. Yeah, exactly. So they've got all the time in the world. They got this whole evening. Yeah. No one's going to find the these guys. To do a real good search of that house. Yeah. So police went to Butch's house and waited. And sure enough, only 30 minutes later, a white crown Victoria pulled up to the house. Oh, jeez. Inside was third was 43-year-old bail bondsman Michael Carruth. So bail bondsman is basically someone who like um like bails people out of jail and stuff. Um Michael more specifically worked for a bail bondsman um company, his wife's company. Oh, okay. Um, and he was like uh what do they call those guys? It didn't actually write down the, the title, but um when he's like out um hunting people down. Like a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. There oh, we go. Okay. That's what he is. So he's oh. a bounty hunter that works with a bonds bail bail bondsman company. Interesting. Yeah, which explains the the badge, the hats, being able to get the car, for example, all these sort of things, right? Oh my gosh, that's like gross. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's really disturbing. So fuck okay. this guy in particular. No kidding. What an asshole. Like worse than that. Yep. Inside his car, they found handcuffs, Butch's house keys, narcotics officer hat. Um, Whoa. he had, Michael had blood on his shoes and pants as well. There was no mistaking that this was one of their suspects, mm -hmm. but the other suspect, where is he? Okay. So there was just one guy in the vehicle pulling up. Correct. So Michael was taken into custody and questioned back at the police station. Michael was very cold and denied any of the allegations being <laughs> thrown his way. Yeah, yeah, you're really in a place to deny this shit. Yeah. Well, as far as he knew, though, there was no witnesses to his crime. The bodies are buried. The bodies are not ever going to be found. They don't have evidence. Okay. They so don't have like bodies. The, the police didn't divulge that Butch was alive. Not right away. No. Okay. No, Which as far as as far as Michael concerned, if he just keeps denying it, he's going to get away with it because they have, they don't have bodies. They don't have anything. Yeah. Right. They yeah. probably just have like a report calling in of some noise at a house. That's all they've got. Something like that. Right. So he just denied, denied, denied. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get away with it. And he was just stone cold about it. That is until the officers played their ace card. They let Michael know that Butch was still alive. Oh, he must have been freaking shocked out of his fucking mind. Yeah, actually he was because reportedly, according to the officers who were, uh, questioning him as soon as michael heard this you could see the fucking blood drain from his face and he just got instantly pale with well, shock. yeah his jaw probably <clears throat> hit the freaking ground yeah whoa so michael clearly as we know wasn't the only one involved with this butch mm -hmm. had mentioned to police that he recognized one of the men michael wasn't one of the men he oh, recognized. okay that's good the other man he recognized was jimmy brooks jr so Jimmy Brooks Jr. was the son of a repo man that Butch occasionally employed on his used car lot. So this man would go, you know, repossess vehicles that people are not making their payments on. Right? Okay. Yeah. And Jimmy was this guy's son who worked with this guy as a repo man occasionally on his lot. So he's met him. He's seen him. He doesn't know him, but he recognizes him. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So it didn't even take police 12 hours before they were managed to track down Jimmy. Okay, good. And when they apprehended him, he was reportedly in the process of burning his bloodied clothes from the night before. Gosh, just disgusting. Yeah. So when Jimmy was questioned, he was very much so unlike Michael. Jimmy sang like a bird without even being really pushed. Oh, okay. I was, no, he didn't physically sing. He wasn't I was like, like what do you mean he sang? Okay, like he just like started divulging all the information. Yes. Of his crime. Yes. No, okay. He, he didn't actually just bust out an opera or anything. No. Well, I, I think I kind of zoned out for a minute. And then I was just like, just heard you say he sang. And I was like, what is he singing? <laughs> Could you imagine just being questioned by police? Oh. All of a sudden, like busting out your favorite Katy Perry song or some shit. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I'd be like, this guy needs to go get his mental health checked. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Jimmy sang like a bird in the meaning of spilling all the details of what happened. Uh, He was able to tell police not only what happened, though, but how it happened and how it all came to be an idea of happening in the first place. Okay. So Michael, being this bail bondsman, what do you call it again? Bounty hunter. Bounty hunter dude, whatever his exact position was, um, managed to post bail for Jimmy and use that against him, saying now that he owes him the money back. And if not the money back, then favors to help collect the money. So Jimmy's in jail. Michael goes, gets him out of jail via paying the bail. Yeah. And then's like, yeah, you owe me now. Oh, my goodness. So and then did Jimmy know? That Butch had all this money or something? Well, pretty much, yes. So the end goal, though, was to collect enough money and build an underground hydroponic grow up for it all. That's Michael's overarching plan here. That's the end goal of this. That's the end goal. Nasty motherfucker. Yeah. Um, And then Jimmy, knowing that he now needs to essentially pay back all the debt of his bail, he told Michael about this guy that he knew who had a lot of cash on hand, a.k.a. Butch working with his dad at his lot. He's like, oh yeah, this guy's got lots of cash because his business and stuff. I've seen lots of cash. And he, though I don't think he's actually seen $100,000, he told Michael, he's like, I've seen $100,000 cash with my own eyes. Oh, geez. I'm pretty sure that was a bit of a white lie there, the $100,000 thing. Yeah. But he did know that he had lots of cash with his business. Okay. Well, yeah, because he worked really freaking hard. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he kept lots on hand for like, you know, used deals or whatever, purchasing cars that would come in, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And so that's why he had most of this cash on hand to deal with his business. Mm -hmm. And this guy knew it and told Michael, he's like, yeah, this guy, he should be our target. So that's how they picked him. That's how they picked him. Mm. Um, I really don't love that. That's really brutal. It is. There was another shocking confession that came to light as well from Jimmy. Jimmy also confessed to being involved in another murder. Oh. The double homicide of Thermo Ratliff, who was 68, and his wife, Catherine Ratliff, who was 62. Now, these two were shot and killed in their own home before the place was ransacked for money, and the two would flee, flee from the scene on January 30th, only a couple weeks before the incident with Butch and his son. Really? Yes. And and Michael was involved in that one too? Both of them were or something? Yes, they both were. Oh, so this wasn't even their first. No, it wasn't. 
So there isn't a whole lot of information regarding this case online. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, but the situation does seem to be pretty much the same as it was with Butch and his son. Um, it would be Jimmy and a man by the name of James Edward Gary, who was also involved, who just so happened to also be bailed out by Michael, who now owed Michael, you know, oh. money. I mean, they're all monsters, but Michael's like really, really, really a monster. Yes, he is. Um, so he was in the very same situation as Jimmy was, this James. Um, and so under Michael's direction, James and Jimmy were driven by Michael to the Ratliff's home, from which they went in, broke in, killed the two, stole money, and left. Huh. So I it, mean, okay, I just want to say quickly, because they, they probably feel like their life is on the line, right? Exactly. That Mike, if they can't get this money or whatever, Michael is probably going to kill them. Yep. And they're already criminals. And Yep. Okay. Yeah. So clearly Michael has been thinking this through. He's been planning this out. If I go and get these guys out of jail who are criminals, and then I make them work for me, I yeah. can get all this and I can start my underground grow up empire fucking idiot yeah but um yeah so that that's his master plan his puppeteering of this situation huh there's a lot to just like think through with that really there is so clearly there's no arguing this isn't premeditated which yeah. later on in court he would argue that it was premeditated but easily <laughs> easily they were able to disprove it simply alone by saying there's a grave pre-dug yeah that was the main thing they're like tell me it's not fucking premeditated yeah like shut the fuck up you're yeah. wrong um, so it seems between that the three men, they had actually been making a list of people in the area who they suspected were keeping large amounts of cash on hand. The Ratliffs were their first. Um, and unfortunately, Butch and his son were the second that were attacked. So they were going to continue their spree until they had enough money to build said grow up empire. So I imagine, yeah, there's other people on that list. Could you, Hey, like yes. that they were about to, I don't think that list was released to the public though. Yeah. Mind you. So they probably don't know they're on that list. Yes. But Butch saved them. Yeah, he did. He totally did. Um, so James, however, was not involved in the incident with Butch and Brett. He had a very solid alibi, pretty much as solid as you get, because he was in jail already on unrelated wow. charges at the time, um, which is probably why Michael himself was involved in this one. Okay, I see. So all this information was coming in thanks to Jimmy's confession. Though Michael continued to insist his innocence, even though he had blood in his clothes that DNA testing showed belonged to Butch. Yeah, there's really no way he can get out of this. No, there's not. Like, it's 100% obvious, but he he maintained his innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because of his refusal to confess, though, his trial was a little bit different, but the results were the same. So Michael was convicted of four counts of capital murder in connection with the murder of the 12-year-old named Brett Boyer um, and was convicted of attempted murder, robbery and the first uh, robbery in the first degree and burglary in the first degree with respect to um, Butch Boyer. Okay. So the jury unanimously recommended that Michael be sentenced to death and the judge obliged. Mm -hmm. So in 2003, he was sentenced to death. Jimmy Brooks, who admitted to the crimes and everything and sang like a bird, yeah, was also sentenced to death a year later in 2004. Oh, okay. Both of the men 
are still on death row right now in Alabama, waiting their day that they hear the bell toll. So Gary, who was an accomplice in the other murders, was found guilty in 2005 and sentenced to life without parole. Okay. Luckily, Butch would undergo intense surgery on his neck and ultimately survive the ordeal. Whoa. Yes. But as you said, uh, thanks to his actions, um, his son kill- son's killers were brought to justice. Mm-hmm. And of course, who knows how many others were saved from being killed and becoming the next victims. Oh, absolutely. I think he probably saved tons of lives. Probably. Wow. But I mean, as awesome as that must feel and like he still lost his son though, the poor guy. Like He did. But that man is is a fucking hero. Well, yeah. Like there's no short answer about that. No. And I also feel like he's probably just like so tough and and hopefully, I don't know, if anyone can make any good of something so terrible happening, it feels like it could be him. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine pretending to have to be dead, Ugh. thrown in a grave with your deceased yep. child, yep. and then digging yourself out and proceeding to get these two apprehended and never leaving your your child's side like the entire time. You yeah. basically being forced to go get medical attention. Yeah. The fact that he lived is just it's a miracle, really. Yeah. Like I have no idea how. Because like isn't there's like arteries and stuff in the neck, right? There's arteries, yeah. That when you cut that, don't you lose like a ton of blood. Oh, and yeah. I imagine that they would have you know, nicked that one of those. Yeah. Or- and to um to quote the description from the officers and the first responders on scene, his neck was cut from ear to ear. So like they would have gone through an artery, wouldn't they? Have? They should have. I, at least somewhat, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Like the fact that he lived is just. Your arteries are right fucking there. Well, yeah. On either side of your throat. You can feel them. And, and they're not like that deep. So I, it just, it's honestly amazing to me that he lived. Yeah. It's it's mind-blowing it is but i mean yeah i'm like so thankful that he did because yeah this who knows what they would have ended up doing yeah he was able to uh to get these two behind bars uh for his son yeah he was able to get that uh, retribution if you will at least yeah which is good yeah that could be a little bit helpful so i'm about to sneeze again i feel like (laughs) (laughs) Do it if you need to. Oh, um, man. But I, I do want to point out like the whole idea of things aren't always what they seem at the very beginning of this that I talked about. So Butch was fooled with them and their, their officer disguised. But however, Butch flipped the entire table on them and he fooled them with uh, thinking that he was dead when he wasn't. Yeah. So he pulled, I mean, not the same, but he he pulled the wool over their eyes just as they did him. And because of that, he survived. And because of that, these guys are behind bars. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if at any point that he ever um, like divulged that he he knew Jimmy. Hey, I'm just curious of that. So I did look into some of the documents as best I could. And he he said in the vehicle he recognized Jimmy. But didn't it didn't let on. I wasn't sure if Butch didn't let on that he recognized Jimmy or Jimmy didn't let on that. Yeah. Butch, you do recognize me. I am that guy. I couldn't clarify between which is which. Yeah. I'm assuming Butch himself didn't let on that he recognized Jimmy. Yeah, probably. Because he he seems like he kind of, I mean, even in just complete disasters, like kind of like thinks things through a little bit, right? 
But th- there is one of two ways it plays out. Either he did recognize him and didn't speak up or the other way he's like, hey, I recognize you. And Jimmy was like, no, you don't. Yeah. Those are the two options. Or you're you're mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't lead on is exactly how it was worded in the court documents. Okay. So, yeah. Take that and figure that one out. I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I'm assuming that, yeah, Brett or sorry, Butch was just like keeping his lips sealed. And you watch that video then? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And what is like Butch like a, is he like a bigger guy? Like kind of. I, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell from the, the dash True. cam footage yeah. just per se. But uh, and especially considering I wasn't paying attention to how big Butch was. I was more like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. Like what he, what. I'm As yeah. far as I could tell, he's probably just like your average guy. Average build sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Jeez. But it, what a fucking hero though, man. A superhero, yeah. But also just a super shitty sh- case and story too. Yeah. Being targeted all because you just, you know, work hard. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the wrong person found out, I guess. Yep. Jeez. I mean, a lot of things had to line up for that to happen, really. But mm-hmm. But even still, like it, it's the wrong person who found out. It, it got to Michael and michael was going to do this to someone else though too if it wasn't butch and brett he was going to do it to someone else yeah it just so happened that he did it to butch and butch was the man who was able to fucking stop him in his tracks yeah it cost but butch was able to stop him Mm -hmm. yeah i hope that brings him a little bit of peace yeah because that what he did is it's unbelievable it's amazing yeah 100 percent. so he is definitely our badass of the day that is uh, the story of butch and brett boyer Hmm. So, wow what a story hopefully you guys enjoyed this one um i definitely thought it was a, a story worth sharing yes uh, if you want to hear more you can go over to patreon we got some exclusive stuff over there mm-hmm. last day of every month new exclusive episode comes out and by now we've got a big library being built up how many do you think we have over there by now probably got like 40 hey oh man i don't know if we would have that many i no? was gonna say like 25 oh it's gotta be more than that we've been doing patreon for more than 25 week or 25 month oh wait maybe 25 i don't know i was thinking weeks but no, i don't know month maybe 25 to 30 30 let's go 30 maybe 30 <laughs> maybe we'll figure that out <laughs> in that vicinity of numbers there you go yeah <laughs> um but yeah we have patreon link down below you can go check out the fearful with jacko's podcast link is also down below um we also have all our social medias website instagram facebook you name it it's all down there we got it if you don't want to touch any of that you're still here and we appreciate that too. You're awesome. You're wicked for that, in fact. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So until next week? Until next week. Same time? I should do it because my voice. Oh, do it. Do it. Okay. Okay. Hold okay on. We'll We're going to lead up to this again. Oh, God. Pretend that never happened, okay? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> want to click those links below, we appreciate you here. And until next time. Stay wicked. That was pretty wicked. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.